Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this room today, Lord. And even more than that, we thank you for your presence in each one of our lives on a daily basis. Lord, that you are our victory. We declare that today, Lord, over our lives, over this congregation. Lord, I declare victory in Jesus, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your presence here today. We ask your blessing upon this service as we gather together to celebrate today. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. What a fine-looking bunch of people here today. I tell you what, as we're worshiping today, we can really hear everybody singing. It's just, that's how it's going to be in heaven. We're going to be singing uh, loud around the throne. So if you're new here today, first time here, welcome. Uh, let's give a big welcome to Pastor Stephen's family. He's brought a whole congregation with him today. So that's really good. So. A couple things just want to remind you about. If you're new here and you want to find out a little bit about Cornerstone, there's a QR code up there you can scan with your phone. There's a communication card in the seat back in front of you. You can fill out, drop it in the offering box on the way out. We would love to be able to connect with you and help you in your walk with the Lord. A couple things to remind you about this week. Next Saturday coming up is One Together, Valentine's Day. Uh, Husbands, if you have not done it, make sure you get on the website and sign up and take your sweetie here next Saturday. Also, next, next Sunday, we're going to have our small group expo as well. So the small groups will be starting up again for winter service. So take a look at this video here. Hey, Pastor Stephen. It's Pastor Mike Brown with Renovation Church. I am so excited for you. I'm so excited for Cornerstone. Heck, man, I'm excited for what's going to happen in Rome through you. I believe that as God has spoke to Joshua, he's speaking to you. Be strong and courageous, for you have been appointed to take the people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. I can't wait to link up arms with you, brother. But no, we're praying for you. We're covering you. And if you need anything, we're here for you. Hey, Pastor Stephen, I'm so excited about what God's doing in you and his call for you to be the pastor at Cornerstone. Uh, I have watched you for years. You have loved God well, and you love people well. And because of those two things, God's going to use you to make a huge impact for his kingdom right there at Cornerstone and throughout our city. And we are so excited about that. We're right here for anything that you need. Uh, Man, we are here to help you. Uh, We need you. Uh, You will need us. Uh, we as pastors cannot go with this alone, man. You, you need to really lean in to the guys who are here to be a part of your journey and to help you. And we're a band of brothers here in Rome, and we're praying for you, excited for you, and our church is praying for your church. Excited, brother, that you're here with us. Join together. Let's make a difference in the kingdom for the glory of God. And for the church, man, uh, congratulations to you guys. Great season with Pastor Jody, now Pastor Stephen. Love him protect him, guard him. And Pastor Stephen and I, I will say in closing this to you. Uh, love them. Love them. Above all, love them. I know you're going to preach the word. Love them. Can I say it again? Love your people. And know that I love you. Not a thing you can do about that. And I'm here if you ever need me. Call me. Pastor Phil, call me. 
<laughs> I don't know if um, uh, I don't know if Pastor Phil was saying that Stephen like um, he wants you to call him because he needs someone to call him, <laughs> or or what? But um, anyway, so uh, we'll get the stuff going here in a second. There we go. So hey, it's good to see everybody. Um, wow, yeah, buddy, that's we're on now. Woo! can't see a thing. <laughs> uh, but hey, we're glad you came out today. Thank you for coming out and being a part of this with us. Um, I'm glad this time, if you guys could uh, uh, maybe get me some house lights and um, uh, uh, so I can see everybody else, it'd be great. But I'm going to go ahead and ask our, uh, our folks to come up. We're going to have some of our elders that will be here today. Uh, they will be here. Um, we've got a couple of friends that come in from Texas that is here. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Peter, if you guys come up, Victor, Amy, uh, Gary, Carolyn, Bucky, I don't know where you're at. I haven't even seen you yet. I know you're somewhere. If you want to come on up, my man, where are you at? There you are. What's up, man? I haven't seen you yet, man. Where are you hiding at? You didn't come and say hello or nothing, man. So y'all are going to get some truth today out of this, this group. I assure you of that. So Pastor Stevens asked a few of us to say a couple of things. I'm going to share some things. This is Bucky. This is Pastor Stevens' oldest brother. And uh, so we want to welcome him. He's here as well. Y'all gonna get some truth today, though. You're gonna get some truth today, right? Any story we want, right? That's right. <laughs> so, and so I'm gonna introduce some of them as they get seated. I'll introduce them. Um, so if you have your Bibles, we're gonna talk a little bit, just for a few moments today, about the importance of calling, uh, being chosen, being called, and, uh, being, being commissioned, and why we're doing this. So, one thing I would ask you guys is, we do have some other people coming in and out, so if, I know this is one of those things no one likes in church, but I'm about to ask you to do it anyway. If you have seats open beside you, could you scooch in or scooch out or do whatever that terminology is for you so that we can see if there's an extra seat somewhere? Just help us out with that, and um, that'll help our ushers out a lot, right, guys? If, if you had some extra, like maybe squish them in like that. Yeah, okay. So anyway, so this, this is some of the folks that are here today, and um, uh, let's see. Why y'all sitting by yourself? What? You're saving the good side. My wife will be up in a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll wait on them, right? Where they, where, we don't bring. Is he, is he late? I don't know. He just asked me over there. Is it too late to back out? I told him no. It's too. It's, <laughs> I hear him laughing. Where are you at? There you are. You want to come on up or what, man? Yes. What? Would y'all please welcome Stephen and Pearl? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Judas, <laughs> that's what he just called him. So they told me I'm Judas number two now. So, you know, I don't know what to think about all that. But I'm going to sit this right down here if that's all right, guys. Thank you, Kenitha. Thank you so much. That way everybody can see you guys. So, okay. So real quick, just so you know who is up here, I just want to introduce you. This is... Pastor Victor and Pastor Amy. Pastor Victor right here. This is Amy Escadegui. They lead our Espanol campus next door. So y'all give them some love right now. Let them know how much you appreciate them. And uh, so Victor will be sharing some as well. This is Terry Shank, one of our elders in our church. Give him a hand, would you please? He's actually, um, since I've been here, he is the longest serving elder 
in our church since I've been here, like, you know, in my tenure of times being pastors. So I am very grateful for his friendship. I'm not going to spend too much time because I would get, uh, this would get a little emotional if I spent too much time here on all this stuff. This is Carolyn and Gary Majestic. Would y'all give them some love? Sweet, sweet people. Gary's been here almost as long as Terry. It was a bit of a runoff, but um, Terry beat you by just a little bit. <laughs> and y'all know Pearl and Steve. We just introduced them. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, whenever you uh, come in, you, I don't know, she may be one of my kids, I don't know. Whenever y'all see Haley, tell her to come up. But, and this is Peter Cooper from Texas, yes. Judas! <laughs> this is, Bucky, look, man. This is Bucky, he came all the way from Michigan. Yes, give him some love. He'll share more about he and Steven and the different things, but... I got a chance to be with him in, uh, in, in Detroit for a little bit, got the tour of Detroit and all this talk that this guy did, and uh, I got some truth. So anyway, I just want you to know that was a fun ride, and uh, he's going to be sharing some things in, in a little bit. He is uh, an elder in a church, but now it's also just recently become, they just brought you on as pastor too, right? One of the pastors in the church now. So it's very awesome, very awesome to see that. It's all happening in the same kind of time for, for them. It's very special for them. So I just want to share a couple of things with this morning. I'm going to share briefly about this. And I know the kids are in here, so, but this is important. Um, I told my kids they were coming in today, my youngest one. She said, well, Dad, I'm not going to kiss church today. No, you're going to be with us. Oh, man. I said, honey, this is important. This only happens ever so often. At least you pray that it only happens ever so often. I pray that, that as long as the Holy Spirit and the Lord wants Stephen to lead this church full tenure. But in order to do that, it takes, um, it takes calling uh, to do that kind of thing. For a, a pastor to stick long term, it takes calling. It can't be because it was somebody just decided to do it. Those are hirelings. But a shepherd sticks even when it's tough. And that's why we're selecting him as the next pack, because he's a shepherd. And uh, and he's got a proven tracker, which I'll share in a minute. Hey, babe, this is my wonderful wife, Haley. Will y'all give her some love? Mm, hey, babe. So pretty. Oh, thank you. Mm, I love you. I love her. So, just briefly, I want to share about this. And the reason I have no paper, we don't do this all the time. Like, this may be the first time, maybe once or twice, we've had any leadership on seats. But I want you to see, because this is not about one person, I want you to see your church leadership, okay? And some of the people that are part of the church. And some can't be here this weekend, but I wanted you to see... Uh, some of the church leadership. You'll see some more on video in a moment. But I want to talk to you briefly about calling, being chosen, and being commissioned and why we're doing this, okay? I'm going to give you some scripture. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But it's important for your children to understand this as well that are here. That a pastor leads a church not like a businessman leads a business. It is a calling. You cannot just select this role. You are either called or you're not. But Jesus called the 12. They did not decide to just go with him. He called them. And in this calling, I'll put this on the screen for you, Matthew 4.18. It says, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. And I'm going to read fast. You won't make notes. I don't have time to teach this whole in, de- in detail. Okay, He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter and Andrew. Not Peter Cooper. Simon called Peter and Andrew's brother casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They left their nets immediately and they followed him. 
Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And immediately they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. See, so calling, God can call, but we have our part to follow. And you can follow as a believer. All of us are called. It's not just pastors. It's not just apostles, not prophets, evangelists, and teachers. All of us are called. And we almost answer the call by following God in whatever he asks us to do. Luke 9.57. Make notes because, like I said, I'm going to read quick through this. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, watch this. Watch the difference in calling versus someone saying, I'm going to follow. He was going along the road. Someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, follow me. And he said, Lord, permit me to go first bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. And another said, I'll follow you, Lord, but first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. And Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. It's a heavy call. What we're asking him to do is a heavy call. I'm not joking around. He knows it. He feels it. It's there and it's present. But I want you to know it as a church. This isn't something you choose to do because you want to do it. It's a call. And it's a weighty call. It's something that when you answer it, you follow even when it doesn't go your way. I can tell you as a pastor, been doing this for long enough, there's a lot of times things don't go your way. I mean, I feel like I could help God out, but he doesn't let me. I try in different ways. But calling, Jesus calls us out, but we have to answer that call. Then you get into the idea of being chosen. See, Jesus calls everyone, but how many know this is true? As he says, for many are called, but few are what? Now, what does that mean? That means simply this, that everybody's called. Many are called. But few are chosen. In Matthew 10, 1, Jesus summoned. It, the word summoned here means he chose. He chose his 12 disciples. He called them out. Y'all come follow me. I'm calling you. But then he chose his 12 disciples. And watch this. He gave them authority, which is actually a commission we'll talk about in a moment. But he called them out. He summoned them, his 12 disciples. And he gave them authority to, over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every kind of sickness and disease. And that was the, the, the calling. He chose them. And then he chose them to do a work. In Matthew, or in, sorry, in Mark 3.13, when Jesus went up on the mountain, he summoned or he chose those who he himself wanted and they came to him. How do you know that around that mountain there were many people around the mountain? But Jesus selected the 12. And watch this, out of the 12, that's why you can't get offended sometimes in Christianity, especially in church. Out of those 12, he picked three to be the closest with him. And he, this one, someone's asked me earlier, how you doing, Pastor Dea? <laughs> it's a weird day for me. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to lie. I'm a man. But you'll find out how much stuff you got that's built up that's, that's um, um, how would you say, uh, identity, and how much you really believe this stuff. But you got to live open-handed. It's not my church. It's God's church. And you got to live open-handed. So if he selects the three out of the 12 and you weren't the three, and so be it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't get offended and say, well, I could have done it too. No, you apparently not. <laughs> be careful there, little Miriam, you know. Remember what she said. 
And, and her little brother, well, we can, we can hear from God. We can do all this stuff too. Apparently not. There is, an, I, there is this reverence and respect. We are just humans. Do not put us above where we should be. We are humans. But there is a holy calling. It's a heavy weight and a selection that God says, I'm choosing that one to do this work I've called them to. And just live and accept what, the God, what God is doing in that. And it's okay because, listen, I'm telling you something. If he selects you, you'll be able to handle it. But if he doesn't select you, you can't handle it. It's too heavy, man. It's too great a burden. But he selected these. He chose them. And the last thing is, this is what we're going to do here. So he called and then he chose. For many are called, but few are chosen. We'll talk about it in a second. But then he commissioned. <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew 28, 16. This is the scripture maybe you're familiar with. Matthew 28, 16 says, But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, Watch, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Commission, go. Therefore, make disciples. Baptize them. And by the way, it says make disciples of all nations. That's ethos, all ethnicity. Everybody, every skin color, every tone, every background, every, every language, Tribe of the earth, every ethnos. Go make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Alone I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. Calling, chosen, commissioning what we're doing today. Commissioning Pastor Stephen for the call that God has put on him. Been chosen, but we're going to commission him as an elder body in, in friends in ministry. That recognize the call. See, it's something you just don't get to pick. If you believe you're called, you need someone to affirm it. And if no one affirms it, guess what? You might not be called. That's hard to swallow, but if you believe it's God, at some point you got to live like this. I say, God, then maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right season. Pastor Stephen... The Holy Spirit spoke to him. How long ago was it before I told you? February 22. February 22. I didn't mention it till October 22. The Holy Spirit told him, Haley and I, we're going to be moving on to be prepared and to get ready. He didn't know what it meant. It took so long for me, before I explained to our elders, it took so long. He began to doubt because, man, I'm crazy. You see? There's your amen corner right there. Get used to that one. Sometimes when the Lord speaks, you might be called, but it may take a season before it comes to fruition. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. Many are called. Few are chosen. But when they're commissioned, you commission them for the work of the ministry. So I want to speak to you as a congregation for the next just few minutes about this, and then we got everyone is going to share some things uh, over Stephen. Why did... Why did we select Stephen? All right. Now, I'm not old enough for this, but I'm going to read this to you, okay? <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2. This is for you as a church. I want you to hear my heart as your pastor right now. You know, after today, things change. But, uh, and he will make changes, by the way, which he should. It, it will change because I was here for one season. He's going into a different season. You've got to understand that. You can't be like, well, I wish it would. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that to him. Don't do it. Well, I, when Pastor, no, do you do that? Because when Pastor Jody was here, it was for one season. That season won't work going forward. 
What God anointed me to do in the past, you better not want it right now because it won't work. You can't take old wine skins and put some new wine in it. You better get ready for a new season. You understand what I'm saying? Don't go back. Don't look back. That's what the people of Egypt did, Israel did when they looked back and said, well, it'd been better if we'd been back in Egypt. No, 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 no. Go on over the Jordan. Go see what God wants to do with Cornerstone. Man, jump in and all, like, man, let's go with it, baby. It's going to be exciting. But Philippians 2.19 says, but I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly so that I also might be encouraged when I learn of your condition. Watch this, verse 20. For I have no one else of a kindred spirit. It means like-minded. Who will genuinely be concerned, watch this for you church, for your welfare. For they all seek after their own interests, not of those of Christ Jesus, but you know of his proven worth that he served with me in the furtherance of the gospel like a child serving his father. I'm not old enough for that kind of relationship with him. But I told him, I said, look, man, I'm not, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you like as if you were a son. You're not, we're not old enough for that, but I'm so proud of you. Because not just because he's here, but he, he has proven. He has been here through thick, and I've watched him through difficult seasons. I've watched him. He has proven his worth, as Paul said right here. There's no one else like-minded. He has proven his worth. It means he has a kindred spirit. He's like-minded, and he has the character traits that are proven out to do what God's called him to do. In Romans 5, it says this, and not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Watch this. Perseverance brings proven character. And proven character brings hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit has given us. Let me just say something about him. Um, anybody can stand up. You can get a communicator. You can get a communicator, and they can put on a show for you, and they do it all the time on YouTube. What y'all don't understand about that, let me, this is real life. This is live. We use wonderful volunteers. There's men and women in the back right there work their tails off to make what happens. The men and women up here on the platform, the lead work, they work their tails off to make what happens happen so we can worship God. But watch this. We don't have somebody in the back editing stuff on the fly. It's live. And so when you see all this stuff sometimes on TV, it's so polished and, oh, look at, man, they're editing stuff on the fly. No one is that good. I've been around them live. They're not that good. You can't build them up to that point, man. Like, oh, wow, look at that. It's edited. When you see someone live, this isn't edited. I've been with him and seen the real. I've watched him with difficulty. He can't edit out stuff. He can't change it. It was what it was. It is what it is. Proven character. Anybody can communicate. Not everyone has character. You understand what I'm saying? He has character. And for you as a church, last two things I'll say for you as a church. Hebrews 13, 7. Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and consider the result of their conduct. Imitate their faith. Remember the people who's going to lead you. Hebrews 13, 17 says this. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls. Why? It's a heavy calling. We give a much greater account than you do, to be honest with you about men. We do. We're held to a much higher account. He says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over you and over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would not be profitable for you. It means, look, it doesn't mean you've got to be like him, like where would he wear us? 
You can try, but you're probably not going to keep up. Bucky showed you up a little bit. I got to say, Bucky coming here is showing you up a little bit. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you don't have to be like him in everything like that. But what he's saying is imitate his faith, his character. He's proven himself. Listen, he's in schools where he shouldn't be able to do because he's proved himself. The teachers respect him. The principals look up because he will do, he won't come in there blasting his way in. He does what they ask him. He's got his way in the school now. Proven character. And the teachers are there, they know, and they appreciate the fact that we got some people that are believers in the school. Now, yeah, absolutely right. All right, so the, and with that, I'll say this. As far as in the schools, now, Peter and I, we used to cut up with him all the time by him saying he was always in the schools. And we'd say, like, man, where are you at? How many schools do we have in this county? Because you're always at a school. But uh, it was kind of funny on that. I'm trying to see where I go. Who comes up here after me? Oh, okay, one second. So we're going to show you a video. But before I do, last thing I want to say to you in this. Um, I'm no longer going to be your senior pastor. So I can say this now, and it won't be. I've always hesitated on certain things I say because I don't want it ever to sound manipulating or self-serving, or gain, okay? But I'm going to tell you the truth. You want a blessed church? You want your church to be blessed, do you? You want to reach out to the community? You want to see this church be all it can be? Bless him. I'm not kidding. I'm not playing around with that. See, I got no gain in this. I got no, no dog in the hunt. You know what I'm saying? This will not benefit me at all right now. I'm telling you, make sure he's blessed. What do you mean, Pastor? Just what I said. Take it any way you want to take it. Bless him with your words. Bless him with your prayers. Bless his family too. Make sure they're covered and taken care of in every area. Bless them. Because as goes the pastor, so goes the church. Now, that's a fact. See, I don't get nothing out of that now, but I'll tell you straight up now some stuff. <laughs> I, lo- I love you, but I'm telling you right. The truth of the matter is right now, don't make him worry about money. If our church, if every one of you tithe. This church would be paid for, and they'd have so much surplus, do whatever we want to do in this, in this city. Yeah. Hands down. See, I don't gain from that now. Before, it, hurt, it bothered me because I felt like, man, you know, I don't think I'm going to gain from it. I ain't gain, I'm not gaining from it. That's a fact. I love you enough to tell you the truth. You want church to be blessed? Bless your pastor. So, hey, take a look at this video right now, and we'll continue on after this. Congratulations, Pastor Steven. Love you. We love you, Pastor Steven. We love you, Pastor Steven. We love you, Pastor Steven. One of my favorite memories from being at Cornerstone was definitely when we went on a missions trip to West Virginia. I had you in my group, and not only was it one of the best experiences ever, you brought so much life not only to my missions trip group, but you just bring so much life to the youth group, and I wouldn't be where I am today without you. So I love you, and I just want to say congratulations. What up, Pastor Steve? Stevie Weeby. Congrats, big dog. You earned it, man. Love you, Pastor Steven. Congratulations on this new position. You're going to be an amazing senior pastor. I know that your first order of business is going to be for the whole congregation to step up their shoe game. 
because I know I did when I met you and I can say that I have officially stepped up. I have Jordans now, but in all seriousness, I just want to thank you for being a shepherd that left the 99 to go after that one. Congrats again. I'll be cheering you on from Texas. Try not to scare everybody away, all right? Love you, dog. We love you, Pastor Steven. Good morning, Cornerstone. How are you doing today? All right. Pastor Steven, we really, really love you. And um, I was looking at your brother. Now I know where you get the shoe stuff. Look at him. That's a great example right there, family. And uh, today is today's an awesome day. We're so happy for what is God is doing in our church. Um, and what it, the best thing is what he's going to keep doing in his church. It doesn't matter um, how far we can get, how many people we can reach, because at the end, the purpose of everything is so that God takes all the glory. Amen? Amen. I just want to share something really small, and uh, it's just more like an encourage to you and, and your family, your wife, your kids. And um, there, for some reason... Um, Outside in the world, you know, the secular and the business, people are always looking for the most prepared people, the, the person that has the more qualifications, the people who has all the degrees. And I'm not saying he doesn't have it because he's a really smart guy. He is. And, um, and I believe. Are we doubting? No. But what I'm trying to say, okay. I think it went to the wrong way. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say it is, as people, we're always looking for um, the best uh, system. That's why we go uh, to conference. That's why we always uh, trying to have training and get better of, of what we do. But when it comes to the church, we always trying to apply the same um, example. Okay. Let's get the most experienced person, and we'll realize that with God, that doesn't work. Because we're always trying to get the best musicians with all the experience and, and, and everything. The best, the best person that can serve in any area, preachers, teachers. And God says, um, that's good. I'm not saying you don't have to get a degree. I'm not saying you don't have to equip yourself. But we are trying to get this kind of people hoping they'll be faithful. But then God says, it's the other way. Look for faithful people. And I will give you the experience. I will give you anything that you need to take it to the next level. So I believe that um, Jeremiah uh, 3, I believe it's in 15, uh, it says, God, this is like a little... A message for you as a church. God is saying, I will give you uh, pastors, shepherds with my heart. And they will guide you. They will um, shepherd you. And I believe that Pastor Stephen has a heart uh, of God and has a uh, heart for people like nobody else. I've been in trips with him. And... um, We've been in different places, 
And it's unbelievable. This guy can make a conversation with a broom. I mean, so... <laughs> I'm like, how do you know this person? He said, no, I just met him. I'm like, oh, really? He talks to people because it's a gift that he has for people. And God is looking for that kind of people. Because one of the most precious, that the passion that God, it's not for buildings. It's not even for the best system or whatever we do. It's people. Because he, he didn't die for this building. He died for you. And uh, he's looking for people with his heart. That's why I just like, want to emphasize what Pastor Jody was saying, that uh, we're not that old, okay? Especially him. He's older than me. And, um, but like uh, the apostle Paul says in First Timothy chapter 4, and um, he's not that young, but he's still young, you know? And he said to him, don't let anybody put you down because of your youth, your age. Be an example. And, and, and the Apostle Paul says, be an example to not just to the world, to the believers. Stay busy in this. Keep reading. Keep learning. Study the scriptures. Keep on faith and love. Don't look all the way because the only thing that um, as a senior pastor, the only thing that nobody else can do is the vision and hearing from God all the time. So I just want to encourage you in that. And I don't think it's a, um, I was trying to tell, uh, last night I was telling my, my daughters, how do you say this word? Because, you know, as you can tell, I, my, my accent is different, but Remember, I'm bilingual, okay? <laughs> but um, I don't think it's a coincidence. That's a hard one. I don't think it's a coincidence that in the early church, when they were fasting and they were praying, and at the beginning of the year, for as long as I remember, at least 10 years, that's why we separate to seek God and help us the direction and whatever we're going to do this year. And we want to honor God. And I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence that during fasting and prayer, when Pastor Jody announced it on the beginning of the year that Pastor Stephen was going to be the next senior pastor, everybody rejoiced. Everybody jumped. Everybody was so happy because during fasting and prayer, is what exactly what the Holy Spirit said. Let me separate these two guys, um, uh, Burnham and, and, and Paul, for the work of the ministry. But above everything, I know that there's a lot, a lot to do. There's a lot to do, a lot of people to reach. And I know we get, usually get, um, it's very easy to get caught in the work of the Lord. And that's normal for us as a pastor's. But I want to tell you, man, stay busy in the Lord's of the word, in him and in the scriptures. And he will guide you through anything that you need in your life. We love you, man. We're so happy to serve with you in this time. Well, I'm 
really glad to know I've got 695 minutes to get everything in, according to the <laughs> clock in the back. So I, I'll be less than that, I promise. I'm a little disappointed. I, I got like seven pages of notes of roasting Pastor Stephen, and they told me just before service that it's actually a commissioning service. So I, I've narrowed it down to two pages now. So it's a little disappointed. Um, I flew all the way from Georgia because I was afraid they might cut my video. So if, if I roast them too many times. But let me bring you back to, they're going to run through some pictures while I talk. But uh, basically, when I first got to meet Pastor Stephen or talk to Pastor Stephen, He's already laughing. Uh, pastor, we were at, didn't have a children's pastor here. And Pastor Jody said, hey, I want you to reach out to a friend of mine I went to school with. I really feel like he's our next children's pastor. So I call him. And I'm like, hello, is this a, a Stephen Daniel? And, and, and I got, who dis? <laughs> in, a, in, in the best thug voice I can, I can come up with. And I said, I'm taken aback. And I'm like, uh, uh, this is um, uh, Peter Cooper with... Uh, uh, Jody Haggerty had me say, and then instantly the voice changed was, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm so, I've been expecting your call. Thank you for calling. That's the, that, that's the Pastor Stephen that I got to meet. Um, many, pa- the many faces of Pastor Stephen, I really am disappointed that they're not getting pictures up because there are some really good ones. I've got a great video for those of, in the youth department of uh, him and licking Dean's forehead during a, uh, what would you, remember that video? Yeah, I, I just figured that was too much for the screen, so, but we'll go back to that. So really what I want to talk about is who is Pastor Daniel. Um, Pastor Stephen Daniel is a friend to me and my family. Uh, for years, he's just a great support. Uh, some of the things I look back on, um, many of you may not know, but Technically, I was the executive pastor, and I got to oversee staff here for years, for a good nine years. Pastor Stephen was a, a, what I would say a model staff member, the guy that you want uh, to work for you. He's willing to do anything that you want. But I also had the opportunity to then come in behind and serve him in youth ministry. So for probably, what, three, four years, I served underneath him. Just whatever he needed, I tried to serve him. But the thing that I remember the most about while he served in youth, while I served in youth ministry before he fired me, Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. Um, uh, was the fact that he really introduced Jesus to my girls. Like, I model things, and my wife and I got to model things in our home. But to have Pastor Stephen share some of the things that he shared with him, specifically, I remember him introducing uh, the entire youth group to the Holy Spirit and did a phenomenal series on it. And at the end, our daughters were baptized in, uh, with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's a memory that I'll never forget. Changed my daughter's trajectory in, in their life. Um, so that's, he's a friend to me and my family. Uh, one of the other things that he is, he loves his family. His kids are first, his wife is first, and that's definitely what you want in a senior pastor. You don't want somebody that's going like, well, my kids will be, they'll be fine. I'm going to go spend time with, uh, this person needs this, needs that. You want someone like that. He's loyal to his team. He's a rule follower, which you may think a rule follower but you want a rule follower that's a senior pastor. You don't want someone that's going to go, you know what? I'm going to pocket $20 out of the offering because no one's going to notice that. and I need it or whatever it might be. He's a man of integrity and he will do what needs to be, needs to ha- uh, needs to be done. He's respectful to people, respectful to Now, he does joke around a lot <laughs> in case you didn't know that, but he's incredibly respectful. Um, and, and I think one of the most important things are you guys able to do those pictures at all? Uh, the 
How, how about number six? One of the things is he's committed. And in this picture, you'll see if they get it up. We, a couple years ago, did a mud run. There was about a half dozen of us that went and did a mud run. And in the picture, all of us, at the very end, you had to crawl through this mud. If you notice, most of us have mud up to our waist, and we tried to keep it off our chest. Pastor Stephen has it up to his lips. <laughs> and the point behind that is his commitment. He says he's going to be in. He's committed all the way in. He's like, bless God, if I'm going in the mud, I'm going in the mud. And, but that's his heart. As, that's what you want as a senior pastor. His heart is, bless God, I'm committed. I'm not halfway in. He's saying, bless God, I'm stepping several steps into it. And that's the kind of man of integrity that he is. He's committed. And one of the most important things, I think, for a senior pastor is that he has a servant heart. And Pastor Stephen has the greatest servant heart of almost anybody I know. He's willing to do whatever. Um, I've, he and I have moved uh, Bill and Fonda's furniture up the stairs, down the stairs, <laughs> outside, back to a new house, moved to the neighbor's house. We've moved everything. It, so many times we were like, hey, no one else is available. You guys mind coming over? Uh, sure. Pastor Stephen, you available for a minute? And his answer was always yes. Uh, he remodeled the kids' building. Many of you not realize that he did a whole bunch of it. Um, I remember one time we went to Atlanta, picked up desks from a high rise. I remember coming down the elevator thinking, what in the world have I done? These free desks are not free. <laughs> so we, uh, we moved offices downtown back. I mean, he's just done everything. He's mentored youth. I don't know if many of you guys know that there's silently behind the scenes on Thursday afternoons, he'd, he'd disappear for a couple hours and mentor take a, take time pouring into kids' lives. Um, I mean, he's cleaned toilets. He's done whatever needs to be done. But just before I left to move to Texas, he and I are laying carpet in the kids' building. Pastor Victor's over there going, no, it's this way, this way. No, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. No, it's just, it, was, it was a rough life. It was rough. But if you can put up number seven, the thing I want to share is number seven picture is this is the character of the men that are on the stage. Y'all going to make me tear up. I'd been in Texas for six months, and they chose to take time out of their trip to Gateway to come visit me at my church. That's integrity. That's honor. My goal was to make you cry, not me cry. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> but these guys were men of integrity. As Pastor Jody's leaving, he's a man that served the, here at how long? How long have you been here? Where are you at? You're over here. Huh? How many years? The heart to serve. Pastor Victor's the same way. Everything I've said about Pastor Stephen, you've got that in all these men here and these women. Phenomenal group of people. I'm honored to call them friends. He also teaches the word. He's just an incredible man, a friend, and a pastor. It's not based on a position, but on his character. And so the last thing I want to share with you, to you specifically, is Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2. Last week I was sitting there in service. Can't even tell you what uh, my pastor shared about. He, he read this, and I just felt like this is what God's commissioned to you. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you. The Lord has anointed you to bring the good news to the poor. He sent you to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent you to tell those who mourn the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it, 
the day of God's anger is against their enemies. There's a story that Miss um, Theta Shank shared with me years ago, and it stuck with me, and I've used this story countless times. And I hopefully she'll be able to hear this. Um, she was called upon at work to share a message at work, uh, do, I think, a presentation. And she felt unqualified. And, and God basically told her, I said you get to do it. And so she wore a shirt that said, God said I could. And I want you to know, God said you could be pastor. God has anointed you for such a time as this. You are called for this. And bless God, watch out, Satan, because this is going to be a change for this community. I'm going to read one more thing. In a TPT version for Isaiah, it says, The mighty spirit of the Lord, Yahweh, has wrapped around you because Yahweh has anointed you as a messenger to preach the good news to the poor. He sent you to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives you are free, and tell prisoners be free from your darkness. You are sent. And I'm going to close with Exodus. Listen to me. I'm going to close like I'm going to speak all the time. Exodus 14, verses 13 through 14. Again, this is all stuff God dropped in me. I had to change my entire row session for God. I'm just saying I'm submitted to God, okay? Anyway. In the New Living Translation, Exodus 14 says, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. And this I put in. The big ugly thing in your way, insert whatever that might be, you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay, This is really for both of you. Just stay calm. But they have the Pastor Stephen version, which is the message version. It says, you keep your mouth shut, shut up, and do what the Lord says. Let me first say good morning, Cornerstone Church. It is an honor to be here um, looking at all these beautiful faces. It's an honor. Let me just set this for a protocol. I'm pastor, and now newly appointed pastor, Felix Daniel, Jr. I am St- Pastor Stevens' oldest, oldest, oldest brother. <laughs> I've been with him a very long time. I think he was born January 5th, 1981. And I've been with him every day since then. Um, First, let's give an honor to God who is the head of my life. And to Jesus Christ who rules and reigns over all of us. We thank God for him. Um, To this very fine pastors that's here. Get a chance to meet the pastor from the, the Spanish church. The other elders in the church. God bless you all. Pastor Peter, I get a chance to text with him on the, on the phone and meet him, and I get up, walk up to him. He, I noticed when I walked in, he says, you have to be Pastor Stevens' brother. I said, yep, everybody can see. I'm the suit and tie and, and, and dress shoe kind of guy. And this, as a pastor, is being anointed or commissioned over the lead pastor. As Pastor Jody always said, I'm going to talk about him in a second, but Pastor Jody already said, you take on the personality of that pastor. Because God speaks to him through him for you. So you start to form a personality and things are supposed to change. So, but Pastor Stephen, if I'm learning from what I'm learning, he has always had shoe game. Y'all, 
I didn't learn it. He didn't learn it from me. I learned it from him. It was him and my brother Aaron that had the shoe game. And so this shoe game represents Stephen, and I wasn't going to wear nothing else but what represents Steve. Uh, to Pastor Jody and his beautiful wife. He's way better looking than I thought. Let's tell you that. <laughs> right on. So, no, she's uh, Pastor Jody came down to Detroit. Y'all see, he made it back. So Detroit is not that bad, y'all. <laughs> he made it back. I took him to a, to the tour of Detroit. And just so you guys know, um, Stephen first started out pastoring as a children's ministry. If I'm not mistaken, correct me anything. In Maryland, Silver Sing Springs, Maryland. And I think that Maryland church represent here. Do we hear him right here? His first church started out there. And um, that church, when he went to the church, we got a chance to, he met this beautiful young lady um, who would happen to be his wife. The Bible says the man findeth a wife, he findeth a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. Stephen has obtained much favor, just being favored with y'all because of this beautiful woman, my sister-in-law, Pearl. He, he met her in Maryland, and when we went down to Maryland for the wedding, everybody kept saying, uh, Detroit, Detroit. I'm like, Detroit? Even Detroit? Y'all, he did not grow up in Detroit. He don't know nothing about Detroit. I just, I'm about to bust on him right now. We're going to let the truth be said today. There's very few years that we grew up in Detroit. I can't get up here on God's pulpit. This is still God. So we grew up in a, a small suburb called South. He grew up in Southfield, Michigan. So he should have been called Southfield. But he, they let him call him Detroit. So I'm, I'm to bridge the gap from zero to 18. Because honestly, you all. Um, I'm going to be in the middle of this. Stephen got called. We were, I was, I was told, and he told me the story. He was at a church, our home church in Southfield, Michigan. Southfield, Michigan. <laughs> it was in Detroit. Um, but Word of Faith Christian Center, and him, he was attending at the time. Our parents left. We grew up apostolic Pentecostal. So let me first say this. I'm apostolic. Yes, I'm anointed and even appointed at a church, an apostolic church. I'm Pentecostal. We went over to non-denomination. I want to say this, and I was going to say this at the end. I walk into this church, and I'm looking at each and every one of you faces. And the faces that has my, father, my brother has passed, lead. I'm going to have to bury some folks and marry some folks. And uh, look up. Some people are going to be called to the ministry through this man. And I'm looking at this, and I said, this is a brief synopsis of how heaven is supposed to be. This church represents that. Every ethnicity, every color, in the way we worship. The apostolic folks, I just want you to know your apostolic brother and sister. I want to be a little loud this morning. Woo! That's where we come from. We worship loud. But I sat there down in my seat, and I said, it was time for quiet worship. It was quiet worship. And I love it. I love it. We represent so. This is Christ. This is God at his best. It's not just one way. But it is one way through Jesus. But it's all together. We represent here. So I'm the represent the beginning. Stephen had a call on his life since the beginning. Many may not know. Uh, he was at the age. I think he was five or six. 
My mother and father had six boys, and I'm the oldest of six boys. The other brothers are here. One is missing in Detroit. Um, you know, things happen to children when you're young in pairs. So one summer, needless to say, and I, I'm sorry, I had to pivot real quick. His mother's in the house. She did her best, but this is my mother at her best. She's going to walk in at the very end of her funeral. She's here, though. <laughs> Miss Brenda Daniel, Stephen's mother, is here. I'm a... The lady with the hat, I, I did tell Pastor Jody, get prepared to see the black side of your family because she's going to come with the hat. She's going to have her gloves. This is Aretha Franklin point 2.0 at her best. She's going to do it, y'all. This is the black church, so we're going to get it all going. So the um, Stephen in, in Paris, we had chicken pox. And some of you new people may not even know what a chicken pox is. I think it came back around. But some of you are telling your age and... Pastor Jody told me I'm older than him. Pastor, Gary, I mean, uh, uh, Elder Gary, I can't be older than you, can I? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't right. I was right. I was right in the right church. Okay, God is good. So, chicken pox, groups of threes. One group, one summer had it. The other group got it the second summer. Stephen was part of the second summer group in our family that got the chicken pox. And his case of the chicken pox was a little bit different. A very rare case of the chicken pox where the chicken pox had gotten inside of him and he caught syphilis. I mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't syphilis. It was cephalitis. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. That's Detroit public school system at its best. But needless to say, it was not syphilis. It was cephalitis. So he had the chicken pox and cephalitis inside of him. And... With those chicken pox, it was a very rare case where it was supposed to kill him. The devil thought he had him. Uh, he lost his memory. He lost his sight. He lost the function of his limbs. My brother couldn't talk. And when he started to talk, he didn't know who we were. He didn't know his ABCs. Here's one, two, three. But God. But God. He had a praying family. And I was to mention this. This is a representation of his mother, her mother, and his, his father's mother, of course. But we all come from both sides of church. But it's, my grandmother would visit her, him, excuse me, her. There it is, coming out. I'm going to mention that in a minute. Um, his grandmother... Went to that hospital. Now, I'll give you a quick synopsis. We come from big families. His father got 14 brothers and sisters to them. His mother's 14 brothers and sisters to them. So it's a lot of family. My grandmother would have 12 children and grandchildren, but she took time to go to the hospital to pray for her Stephen. And those prayers, along with the prayers of his mother, his father, his grandparents, his brothers, aunts and uncles, Today, he's living proof that God, through prayer, can bring him out. But when God has commissioned you and called you, <laughs> can't no man put asunder. And that's marrying a wife, but can't no man put it apart. The devil can't even rip you away from you what God has for you. So Stephen was called at the church word of faith. And I'm making this quicker because they gave me too many minutes because y'all don't know you don't give a black man a, a microphone in that many minutes. But I was taught. I'm going to get out of here quick. But he was commissioned at word of faith. He said he was in the service and he heard the call upon his life and he went out 
sanctuary at the time. And he said he met his father. Our father was an usher at Word of Faith at the time. And he met his father. His, our father turned to him and said, I heard, Stephen. And I believe I heard it. Stephen looked at him and said, Dad, I think I heard the call. And he said, God just told me the same thing. You were supposed to go. So he went. He went to a church, um, a ministry called Raymond Bible College. Anybody ever heard of that? Raymond Bible College. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where we met her at. Oh, Raymond. Them two. He's anointed. You got some more prayer, Pastor Bro. We were praying for him. Listen, so he went to Raymond. He goes to Raymond. He goes out. And oddly enough, when, pe- when your children go out, you all, and this is the part that I really want you to understand. When children go out, they come back. They normally bring, they meet a friend at college. And when they start to meet friends in college and in school, you bring this friend back home. Typically, if a boy's going out, he brings home a girlfriend. Stephen kept bringing home this black guy. We was like, <laughs> and I'm sorry you go out, and I say this black guy because y'all understand when I point him out. Pat, Brother Black, are you here in the house today? Here he is. This is, this is Stephen's friend from Raymond Bible College. But I, I, I'm being honest with y'all. I'm the oldest brother. I didn't know if Stephen got taught something new out there in Raymond. I'm like, wait a minute. I know they believe in the Holy Ghost. And marriage is still between a man and a woman. But why Stephen bringing home this guy? He kept bitching, hey, this is my boy, this is my boy. And I'm like, Steve, you're supposed to bring home a girl. You don't look right. But it's okay, though. We're, we're, we're welcome in the family. You know, we believe in praying for you. We pray you through. So he brought home this guy. Then he went out and met them. And I did all that transition for you guys to understand. To get to Cornerstone... Stephen has been through many transitions. He's come through the Pentecostal way of growing up. He may not remember that. Word of Faith is a multi-denominational, non-denominational church. He goes out to Silver Spring, Maryland. He meets great people of God. And then he gets here. My father, and you can put that picture up. My father was with us. We came to visit Stephen in May of 21 for one of our nieces' graduation. And that picture, I'm a, I'm a, y'all don't even know, I'm going to probably die for later this one because I put that one up there with my mother on it. Um, our father, who was with him in the beginning when he first heard the call and told Stephen to go out. And to have six children, everybody, whether we believe it or not, the Bible says don't have favorites. We got a lot of work to do, all of us. I know we do. But if you got multiple children, you can't say you don't have your favorites. You may not ever say it, but you lean towards it. Our father's favorite, and my father was not shy about telling you who it was. It was his Stephen. It was his Stephen. So Stephen's characteristics of him, me hearing him, that you all call his character. There was nothing my father could ask Stephen to do that Stephen didn't do. I got my share in a black household. We get whoopings, okay? I didn't get a tree branch. My father didn't believe in no switch. He got a belt. And I'm telling you the truth. We had to take our, drop our underwear. Stephen looking because he didn't get a whooping. So. Aaron is here. Aaron, did you get your fair share? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Benjamin, are you here? He got the worst out of all of us. He's in the back. Ben got a share. The baby boy, Tim, you got some. Mike D was here. He'll have his. I have few. But Stephen had none. Stephen got none because I think God might have said something to my dad. said, if you whoop, don't touch not my, not my anointing. <laughs> Do it, my prophet no harm. So my father might have known then 
that this is his profit. Now, my mother, this is her sweetie pie. He didn't do nothing. Everything my mother could ask of Steve to do, Stephen did it. And so you all are getting a man that has a high character because he submitted to his parents that had authority over them. As his big brother. And I, so y'all know, I didn't take the liberty to do this. They told me they wanted these stories. They told me to do this. So I'm doing what they told me to do. As his big brother. Ugh. I did that because this is Detroit. Real Detroit. They told me to put the hat on. As his big brother, he has always listened to me. I was over the household. I had to do many things. And my parents told me that I was in charge. My father commissioned me to tell me, take care of your brothers and your mother. And I've tried to do that to the best of my ability. And I can appreciate my brothers for listening to me. But I got saved when I was young. We all were baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. 1987. I've been saved a long time. I left for about a year and a half and came back. It's not about my story. God keeps those that want to be kept and he brings those back that want to come back. He said he's married to the backslider. I came back. I was actually called earlier on in the ministry too. My pastor told me to go home and pray about it in 1998. I said, I will. I went back to him in 2002. He said, I expect you to go home and be three days. You've been four years, son. Where you been? (laughs) I've been running for ministry, but what I can say about my brother Stephen, he took the call at an early age. He accepted the call. And all of us sitting here, we all have some submission of yes to God, or we wouldn't even be here. But to say to the pastors in the fivefold ministry, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, teachers, for the edifice of the body, to say yes to that call, you know, it, it might seem glorified because he's sitting up here and Fine linen suit that I heard y'all never seen a suit on before. I haven't either. Look, look mighty good. I'm going to have to help you with your sock game. But it's okay, though. Um, dress is my side. You can show me the gym shoe side, exactly. But to, to be called to have a high character, to be kept, to say yes to God in an early age. He said yes. And for him to say yes and to be here today. I said I wasn't going to cry because of this picture because the person that I knew that when first Stephen went first called me, he said, hey man, I need you to speak because you're the patriarch of the family. I said, I'm not the patriarch because mama's still living and I can't be married to her. (laughs) So I'm the representation of the family. And I want to say to my brother Stephen, you've said yes at an early age. And your yes has turned into a great congregation for you to lead. Be the man that God called you to be. Love your people that God has put under you. Love them with a heart. Never turn away from them. Never misuse or misuse their love and power over you. Be not greedy. Not just with food, not just with money, Stephen, with food, too. You got to lose some of that weight. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Be not greedy. Love your wife, your children, keeping them first. Be an example. All the characteristics that you already know. But I want to tell you that I, your big brother, I'm proud of you. Godly proud of you. I wish dad was here. 
Because I know the first phone call you wanted to make was to Pops. To let him know that you heard right and the call is coming. But you did, and just a representation of that, you did make that phone call. You just made it and had Mama answer the phone. Mama answered the phone. <laughs> and so my mother called and she said, did you know Stephen said anybody? They just made him lead pastor. I said, that call wasn't for me. That was for his father and mother. I want to get it next. I want you all to know that y'all have a good man before y'all. A humble guy. He's supposed to be loud because Daniels are loud. <laughs> Sorry. And hopefully we're not offensive by being loud, but I applaud you again. Because the historical fact, and let me just state this and I'm getting out the way. The historical fact is, Predominantly white or heavy other ethnicities do not choose a black pastor to lead them. And it's just facts. It's not, it's not right or wrong. It's just facts. I never looked at it wrong or right because my brothers and sisters are the ones that bleed red on the inside. And it, but a, a blue, bleed blue on the inside and red comes out. That's, that's my brothers and sisters. That's my brothers and sisters. So it didn't matter about the color. So I want to tell you, Cornerstone, thank you for accepting my brother. Stephen, thank you for taking this lead. Do it as unto God. Pastor Jody, I want to tell you, I met a brother for real when Pastor Jody came. Come back to Detroit. I'm going to take you to the real spots. Don't worry about it. Love you all. Thank you. Congratulations from me and my family. We are so happy for you, and we're looking forward to seeing this journey with you and your family. Thank you, Pastor Stephen. Love you. Good morning. We are the Osners. We are coming to you today, north of New Orleans, to be a part of this special day. We wish we could have been there in person to say congratulations, Pastor Stephen. Stephen, we have loved uh, being a part of your life and you being a part of our life. We loved how much you've instilled in, in our children, uh, in the youth, and, and all of those in the community. We especially are grateful that you are a part of our son's life and everything that you were able to instill in him. We are just a phone call away. If you ever need anything, reach out. We'd love to help you. Y'all have a great day. Pastor, Bishop, Reverend, Senor, Stephen, Daniel, man, you are a world changer. You have changed my life in ways that I can't even describe to you. I'm just so thankful and excited to have you in my life, man. I pray blessings over you. I'm excited for what God has next for you and uh, just excited to watch God use you in amazing ways. Thank you for being the man of God that you are. Um, it's impacted me in ways I can't explain. Hey, Stephen, this is Ron, the tour guide from Israel, remember? I heard you're taking the senior pastor position at Cornerstone Church, and I would like to send you a greeting from Israel. Hurting people come to the church because there is no other place for them to go. And this is a great responsibility for a pastor, but also a clear calling from God that called you to hurt his sheep. Pastoring a church may have great moments of spiritual bliss, other times it can feel like a too heavy burden. But knowing that you are following your calling is an amazing gift that you received from God. I wish you a wonderful ministry where you will have 
joy and laughs, but also sad and even dull moments. Everything that comes from God is a blessing. I pray that you will see in all the hand of God that leads you to be more like Jesus and to lead the people in Cornerstone Church to be also more like Him. Amen. Amen. So as you know, uh, Ron, he also wanted you to know that, you know, in the midst of what they're dealing with in Israel, um, that uh, what they face and what they see in the midst of that, he wanted to send you that because um, he values and understands, one of the few believers in Israel understands the value and the need for great pastors and churches. And so um, if that's any indication of the people that love and care about you, uh, you got people from not just from in here, other states, but in other nations that wanted you to know they're proud of you and what you're doing, what you're stepping into. And uh, it's ultimately not about, we know that you exactly, but faithfulness is a qualifier for the calling. And you just don't get to do this without faithfulness. It is ultimately God on you, yes, and we know that. And, but if, without the faithfulness of a human, the Lord cannot do what he wants to do. And uh, it's because of that, that's why you're, you're here today. So as we pray over you, I want to speak a couple of words to you, and then we're going to pray for Stephen. Um, <clears throat> this is in 1 Peter 5, 1, and I'll put it on the screen for you guys to see. But Peter says this, Therefore I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you. Shepherd the flock. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God, not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over them, those that are allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. Lead and feed the flock. Look, everybody else can do other things. Church, look, there are things you can do that he should not do. That's not because he's above it. But if you really want a shepherd that can lead and feed, if you want him to spend time with God in prayer and word and fasting and doing what God wants him to do in the church, help him by serving in the places he cannot do. He can no longer open doors. After this Sunday, he's not going to be able to stand out there and do the things he has been doing. He won't be able to do the things he did before because the calling switched. That's something any of us can, any of us can open a door. Anybody can greet people. He can't, he's got to lead and feed the flock of God. If we want him to be a pastor that God called him to be. Now, if you want him to be just an average guy to just, you know, manage stuff and you just want to be an average church, then let him open doors. But if you really want God to move, let him lead and let him feed the church. Because that's his calling. Acts 20 and verse 28 says, Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. Shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Because I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Anytime there's a change, the enemy tries to stir up stuff. And I'll say this to our elders as well. We all have to watch out for this, not just you. Anytime there's a change, someone comes along to try to test and see, well, okay, he's a new guy. Let's see if, let's see what he's made of. 
The enemy sends them. And I'm not saying it's anybody in this room. I'm just saying, you just got to watch out for that. Be a shepherd, love, feed, care for your flock, but protect them too. And watch out for people. And listen, church, can I just say, you don't blindly trust a man, but listen, trust your oversight. I wish if there's one thing I could go back and say to help the church understand more. I wish people would believe more in the leadership that stands in the pulpit than the person who complains and says things about the person in the pulpit. Because what you don't know is the things that go behind the scenes we never tell you. You don't know what was going on. But you hear one little thing out there and you think, well, I can't believe pastor would do that. And you have no idea the real story. I wish people would trust the one behind the pulpit more than the complainer that's no longer here. That's, that's, a real, that's a real weight on my heart. Trust your leadership. If he does something really stupid, these men will check him. He has oversight, not just with elders. We have an oversight through Gateway Church. He's got covering. Something I did not have. This church has covering. He is well covered, and he will be careful by them, but just trust Just trust a little bit more. I would ask you that a step more towards the leadership. Stephen, there's going to be times when you feel the weight of the call. I had to write this down because I didn't want to look at you. I want to just tell you this. Uh, Because it is an odd thing, man. I I am not old enough to be your dad. But I think of you as as a spiritual son in the Lord. And it's hard for me to say I'm not old enough. Buggy and I are about the same age. But I really do, man. We went to college together. I tried to find the photo. I scrambled everywhere where I couldn't find it. A picture of us in college. You had that? Oh, man, you should have sent it. But there's going to be times when you feel the weight of the call. But know that you were chosen for this season and for this time. And remember that it is the Holy Spirit who has called you and commissioned you for this season. There's going to be challenges. It might be heartbreak. And there might even be betrayal. And as Bishop Jakes would say, there's always a Judas sitting at your table. Now, I ain't saying. <laughs> oh, Lord, that is not what I meant. Look, he's Judas 1, I'm Judas 2 now. That's what they say. So, you know. And, and Bishop would say, and they'll always be close enough to kiss you. So just be aware. Be strong, Lord, in the power of my but just be aware of that. Remember that you're called, you're chosen, and that you're commissioned. And this is the scripture I wanted to give you that I felt for some time. That's why I wanted you to study Joshua. Uh, The Lord gave me this a while back for you, and I did not understand why until I put this together about commissioning. Joshua 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this word, this is crazy, but this word commanded is the word tzabah, best I can do for Hebrew. And it means to have a verbal communication by which a superior orders or commands a subordinate. It is actually the word commissioning. It is be by God, not by me, but by the Holy Spirit, to be commissioned for the work we're into he's called you. I just feel like the Lord is saying to you, as we commission you, as we pray over you, have I not commissioned you for this? Be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. And know that you're a phone call away. You call me anytime. 
I'll be right there. Right there. So will he, so will he, so will every one of these men up here. And all the ladies too, but you, you, you understand. I mean, we're, we're here for you. So I'm going to ask all of our elders to come up and the men that are up here and the ladies that are up here with us right now. So we pray over him. <clears throat> um, this is a very special thing to do. And as a church, you don't get to see this very often. A lot of times a pastor comes in. Hey, this new pastor, where'd the other one go? I don't know. I purposed that I would not be that kind of pastor. I purposed that if the Lord ever asked me to do something else, and which I knew it was coming, but I just didn't, I didn't understand why or what. Um, before the pandemic hit, I already knew. But I knew that during a pandemic, that wasn't the time to make a switch. Wouldn't have been good for our church. But I purposed that when we did this, we would do it to the best of our ability with as much character and integrity as we could put into this. And I want you to know as your pastor, as I switch this over to him and he becomes your pastor, I want you to hear my heart. I love you and I care for you deeply. I would not make this move or do this or pray over him and anoint him if I didn't feel with all of my heart by the Holy Spirit this was the right thing to do. I want you to hear that. We're not leaving because we're mad. We're not going because we got better opportunities. Believe me, it's scary as I'll get out right now. I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, you're not supposed to fear. I understand that. It preaches good, but living it's different, okay? It, some stuff preaches a lot easier than living. I'm doing this because I feel like this is the right thing to do. So as we pray for him, Stephen and Pearl, will you guys come up? Just stand up here, please. I'm going to give you this as I read this over you. And if you guys will come up and just lay your hands on them, make sure everybody can see them. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, our Lord, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome doctrine. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Do not be afraid or suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Stephen, as you got to step forward in this ministry. We love you and care about you, but more importantly than that, the Lord is commissioning you today. As you stand forward in this ministry, we lay our hands on you. We set you apart for the work that God has called you. We anoint you in the name of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for the gift of pastoring that you have been given from the Holy Spirit. That Jesus has himself set you in this church. He set you with ministry gifts for a reason. And dear Lord, I ask you right now to fill them. Things that may have been dormant for a season. Things that may have been dormant for a while. Things that may have been even questioned. Will this ever happen? God, why did you put this in my heart? the Lord is going to start to show you more and more of the picture as it comes. You can't always see clearly everything. And I just feel this just by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't give you the full picture. He gives you a part so you can begin to put it together so he can lead you. If you saw the whole thing, you could not handle it. So he gives you a part to chase after, to go towards. And once you get that part, he gives you more. And as you get this part... He's going to reveal more to you. It might be in the nighttime. It might be through dreams. It might be through a vision. It might be through the leading of the Holy Spirit through an unction. Maybe through one of the elders. Maybe through Pearl. Maybe through Stephen. But the two of you, God will speak to you. He will share with you. And you both will know 
when it's the Holy Spirit, when it's time, when it's the season. And whatever doubts that might have been there, in Jesus' name, those things are gone. No more doubts. Just fully trusting in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the anointing on them right now. God, as you set them in this church, I thank you for the favor of God to be upon them. May you bless them, Lord. May you keep them. May you cause your face to shine about them. May you give them your goodwill and your good purpose. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we anoint them. And we thank you and we commission them for your work at Cornerstone Church. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless. God bless. (laughs) My pastor, what's up? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My pastor. Huh? That's different. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The work. Gary, is there anything you and Terry, anything y'all want to say? So as we do this, uh, I appreciate you sticking with us during this time. I thought we were very efficient. I mean, it didn't keep you very, very long. Um, And I feel like that is a very important thing. So, Pastor Stephen, is there anything you would like to say? Because we have, oh, they took the microphone from me. Uh, Gary's got it. Gary's got it. Anyway, we'll give you a mic. (laughs) So, I just want to thank everybody that traveled to be here today. So please give them another hand clap um, from Maryland, Detroit, uh, Atlanta area coming, Lawrenceville. Thank you guys so much. I can't tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, the youth know I'm a pansy, so I will probably cry right now. But I can't tell you how much it means that you traveled here uh, to be a part of this. Even those that are, are not normally here on Sunday, uh, Mr. Barnes from Rome Middle School, he came over as well, uh, principal. Thank you guys. It really does mean a lot. Uh, I love you guys, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to get this ball going. I will, in the coming weeks, I will correct what they said about me. Just make sure, because I will have the last say on the matter. But love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Hey, we got one more thing. Um, hey, Andre, if you bring, one more thing for you, for you. So, you remember what I told you? You sit down. Just, I promise you this is it. He, Gary's going to dismiss you. We're done. But I wanted you to see this one thing, okay? Before we go, you can go sit down. I promise you, like, literally, it's going to take two minutes maybe. So we got something for you. Um, so the thing about it is, this is true, and I meant what I said. If you want your church to be blessed, bless your pastor. I'm not joking. I gain nothing from this whatsoever. I'm, I'm giving you a, a real secret right here. You want to bless church? Bless your pastor. You never heard me teach like that before, because why? Because it, it, it would be self-seeking, self-serving, whatever. Bless your pastor. So we wanted to bless you, man. First day, first first day, we want you to go ahead and take a look at that and open that while we're all here, if you don't mind. So we definitely want to make sure you're blessed. Be careful of that, though. I mean, you know, it could be a clock. It might be a watch. I don't know, man. Somebody helped us, so take a look. Oh! So, someone helped us figure that out. Yeah. So, uh, you, would you like to carry to tell what, for those of us who have no idea what that is? 
So these are the Jordan original cement threes, uh, which is my favorite shoes on the, in the planet, on the planet, just by the way. So thank you guys so much. Michael Jordan, famous basketball player. He came out with Jordan shoes, very famous. Ask your neighbor. All right, all right. Here you go, That is fun. What a good day, isn't it? It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. You know, it's unusual what you witnessed today. I didn't realize till Bucky told me that Stephen was black. Um, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I mean, I've never noticed that before, but... The one thing, it is a miracle that he is our senior pastor now because I told him, being from Ohio, if I would have known he was a Michigan fan when we interviewed him, he would have never gotten the youth pastor job. So a lot of things have fallen into place over the years for him to be here. A couple things I think you witnessed, I want to make sure you catch that today as well, that Pastor Jody and Haley have, they've loved you guys dearly dearly more than you could know. I've watched them agonize sometimes over things that people have hurt them, and they've loved people through that. He's always kept a, a, a firm embrace of, the, of you people as a congregation, but a light hold on the church itself, if you know what I mean. It was never his church. Every time when we'd have a uh, what they call it, now catch the vision, I tell new people that come in that, you know, they have good hearts. You can trust them, and I still believe that. So they've done this the right way. It doesn't always happen this way that leadership is passed on in a church like this. Um, they call us elders. They call Terry and I elders because we're old guys. Um, we've been in church leadership for probably 35, 40 years, and I've not witnessed this happen like this before. And I think it's a testament to what Jody and Haley have done and what they've given up because they believe the Lord has called them into a new work. And that's what's important. So you've got to realize that they've always kept a, a loose grip on the church. And I believe that Stephen and Pearl will do the same thing. They're going to love you guys dearly. They're going to hold you in their embrace. But they're going to just keep a loose, a loose grip on the church as well because that's the kind of people they are. So it's really unique what you witnessed today. And I hope you, you take that to heart. I think it's been a great day. Our prayer partners are going to come up front. If you've got anything today that you really need to have somebody agree in prayer with you, uh, come on up. These folks will be up here after service. A couple things I want to remind you. Tonight, uh, the 21 Days of Prayer wraps up at uh, West Rome Baptist with a joint service with all the other churches that have been doing it. So make it a priority. If you have, make time tonight to join those. It's a great time of worship and prayer. That's at West Rome tonight. Also want to remind you guys, next Saturday, is one together, Valentine's Day, can't exp- enough. Make sure you guys sign up. We need to know how many people are coming, so do that as well. And small groups are going to be next week as well. So if you guys want to stand, we're going to send you out with the Lord's blessing that we always do out of Numbers chapter 6. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. God bless you. Thanks for being here today. Also, before you leave... What else would it be besides donuts and coffee? Uh, Take some time to uh, uh, celebrate and, and greet Pastor Stephen and Pearl out in the lobby. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart. 
And that's Jesus. See you next time.